You're tuned into the Tokyo Living Podcast, where we help you live a healthy and enjoyable life in one of the most amazing cities in the world. On this episode, Stephanie Kawaii is back on the show to discuss birthing options in Tokyo following the retirement of Dr. Sakamoto. Tokyo Living is proudly brought to you by Club 360, changing lives through health and fitness. Stephanie Kawaii, welcome back to the Tokyo Living Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back again, Sam.、Uh, for those listeners and viewers that are、uh, watching or listening to、uh, Stephanie for the first time, I would strongly suggest you go back and listen to some、uh, earlier episodes. This is、uh, Stephanie's third time on the show,、uh, but in previous episodes, she talks a little bit about her background, about the wonderful work that she does with the、uh, Tokyo、uh, Women's Group, Tokyo Pregnancy Group,、uh, so Tokyo、uh, Mothers Group, and Tokyo Pregnancy Group. Uh, as well as her work as a doula.、Um, today, we've got、uh, Stephanie back on、um, to talk about、uh, childbirthing options in Tokyo.、Um, we sort of found out over the new year that the,、um, I guess we could call him the OBGYNOG,、uh, Dr. Sakamoto,、uh, is retiring from, at least from the, the delivery um, uh, process of, of,、um, of childbirthing.、Uh, and so, you know, Dr. Sakamoto has been, you know, a cornerstone of the,、uh, the Tokyo foreign community for certainly as long as I can remember. I know people. Uh, who are almost my age, who were delivered by Dr. Sakamoto.、Um, and he's really been sort of the go to people for a lot of、um, English speaking、uh, people who are、uh, having babies in Tokyo.、Um, so his retirement will leave a, a massive hole in that space. And I've already sort of started having questions from,、uh, from clients uh, about what,、um, you know, what people are doing in,、um, uh, you know, after Dr. Sakamoto's retirement. And I thought that、uh, yeah, you would be、uh, by far the best person that I know to get on and、uh, have a chat about this topic. Yeah, no, it's going to be such a change to the, the international community with his retirement because so many people over, I think, somewhere close to 40 years. Have been going to see him for you know, anything gynecological or, or pregnancy slash birth related. So it is going to be a huge change. And what he's done in Tokyo as well has been very unique. There, there isn't a system like the system that he's had.、Um, so it is going to impact and change the, the face of the birthing scene for a lot of people going、yeah. forward. And that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. And、um, for those listeners that might not be aware, how has his system been different from the typical childbirth system in Japan? Well, normally in Japan, you pick a hospital, you go there for your pregnancy checkups.、Um, you may or may not see the same doctor for those pregnancy checkups.、Um, sometimes you may see midwives for a few of them as well. And then when it actually comes to the labor, You go in labor, it could be in the morning, could be in the middle of the night, who knows? And whatever the on call staff is, or whoever the on call staff is,、um, they would be the ones that would be overseeing your care. So you wouldn't be picking privately a doctor from that hospital to be your obstetrician, or you wouldn't、mm. be picking privately a midwife from that hospital to be your midwife. So it really depends who's on duty, essentially a shift system. So、sure. with Dr. Sakamoto, he did work privately. He wasn't working for a hospital, he was working for himself. So patients could literally book him directly for a birth at a hospital that he was affiliated with,、um, that he had privileges to deliver babies at. So over the years, he's delivered babies at Sabre Hospital, 
Sandler Hospital and Aiku Hospital, both in the the old building, which is now where the Aiku Clinic is, and the current facility in Tamachi. Mm. And a few years ago, he stopped delivering at Sabo and Sandler and only consider uh, only continued delivering at Aiku. And yes, now. You know, time for his retirement, golden years, all the rest of it. Very, very well deserved. Um, Absolutely. I think it's very depressing <laughs> for him as well, how his retirement goes. He's going to have a break. This is this is something that um, I kind of find really, really interesting for myself. Many, many years down the line, I hope. But um, being able to sleep without being on call for him, yeah. that's going to be life changing. I can't even imagine because my phone is always with me. I uh, know. Yeah. And uh, as you know, Dr. Sakamoto has delivered all three of my boys. And uh, and each each time it was like uh, people would say, well, if you want to have another one or if you want to have a, a baby, hurry up because he's going to retire soon. And then uh, we had the first and so we're going to have a second. Hurry up because he's, he's not going to be around much longer. And and we got the third and, and what we've decided is going to be a final out. And it's like, all right, well, he can retire now. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah, decision made. He can retire. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. you know the the whole thing of him being on call, and you know he's he's not a young man. Um, uh, yeah, he's extremely good at what he does, but to be at that age and to be constantly on call, and you know when even when uh, my wife Lani was going into labour in the middle of the night, she would still feel guilty. It's oh, oh but I don't. But what if I'm not quite ready and I'm giving the cuts? So just call him. It's his job. That's <laughs> what we're paying him for. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. And so how private on-call obstetrician that you can call middle of the day or night does not exist here now so that 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 was what he was offering um obviously a very premium service absolutely no doubt about it but a very particular service and Yeah. yeah it will be it will be a different going forward yeah yeah Club 360 is Tokyo's premier health, fitness and rehabilitation centre, offering physiotherapy, osteopathy, personal training, group fitness classes, boxing, sports massage, pilates and nutrition consultations. With two full-time locations in Moto Azubu and Higashi Azubu, as well as satellite physiotherapy practices in Shibukoen and Yokohama, Club 360 boasts a team of high-level practitioners from all over the world, ready to take care of your injury and fitness needs and guide you on a path towards a healthier and happier life. Come visit us at club360.jp or follow us at club360rupongi on Facebook and Instagram. Now back to the show. So with that, what what are the options uh, that that you you know that you're familiar with, and uh, and what do you see, I guess, with with your clients and um, the people that may be starting to work uh, with you that are that are due to give birth uh, uh, this year, um, looking at doing, and what are you sort of if people are asking you, yeah. what are you advising? I mean, there are so many options, and obviously, what could suit one person may not suit another. So many different factors play into what could be the best birthing facility for any person. Mm. Um, everyone's going to have priorities, and those priorities could be in very different orders for different people. Some people may want a hospital simply for proximity to where they live. Other people may want a hospital for the birth philosophy, perhaps, at that hospital Um has other people may choose a hospital because a friend gave birth there and had a good experience other people may choose a hospital or a facility because it has a NICU and for some reason a NICU is a top priority for some people Um, and so on and so forth so 
so, so many different options. So with with my clients and, and anyone that's considering having a baby, I do offer consults um, to kind of go through what your priorities are, what could be suitable birthing options for you, et cetera, et cetera. Now, just to kind of talk a little bit, I guess, about what some of my clients um, are doing mm. in the past year and in recent times as well, especially in light of Dr. Sakamoto's retirement. I mean, not not to kind of promote particular hospitals or anything like that over others, but just to give you just to give you some names. One of the more popular options recently has been a facility called Ikurio Clinic, which is in Nakameguro. Mm -hmm. So prior to the pandemic, this wasn't really the most or or one of the most popular um, facilities on the international mind when it came to having a baby. Um, but it was always popular with the Japanese community. Okay. Since the pandemic, this has been literally one of the handful of places that has had almost no COVID restrictions. So in terms of right. being allowed there for birth support, partner being allowed to visit as much as they want between normal visiting hours of two to nine partner also being able to stay overnight after the birth during the hospital stay has been allowed it's been permitted it hasn't been suspended at all whereas you know um yourself you know um in other hospitals that has very very drastically been impacted in some facilities mm. even now people you know still can't have their birth support person um in in some places, you still can't even visit afterwards, or visiting yeah. is extremely limited to a number of minutes. Yeah. So, with all of that, Ikurio has got a lot more popular over um, recent years, um, especially the past few months or past year, I would say, especially. And yeah, that's been a go to place. It definitely feels quite comfortable for a lot of people with the fact that they don't have to feel uncertain about what next month's going to bring. Is my husband still going to be allowed? Is my partner still going to be there? Um, so I would say probably the not so much a downside, but for those that do want something like a NICU, you will not get that there because it is a smaller facility. It is not a large hospital. There are certain risks um, that they will be able to accept, other risks that they won't. When it comes to NICUs anyway, such a small percentage of babies actually end up needing a NICU. It's not like it is a must have for everyone, but you know, everyone has different feelings about that. Um, it's a smaller facility. So on the positive side, it does feel a lot more like people know you there. You're not just one of a number that mm. they actually know who you are. It kind of, you know, over the course of going there during pregnancy, you get to meet a lot of the staff. So you, you know, you have a sense maybe of who might be around when you are actually in labor. Sure. And they're allowing me there, which is brilliant for me. That's been fantastic. They've been ever yeah. so welcoming and accommodating to me. They do request that you bring language support, hence why I go there. Um, not that they can't speak English. Actually, there is some English there. Some of the doctors speak decent English. There are a few midwives there that I've met with very fluent English, but just their personal requirement is please bring language support. We want to make sure you're more supported. We want to make sure there is nothing missed in communication. Mm. So that's been a very popular option recently. Um, oh gosh, there are so many other places, um, although they all have their strong points and their kind of not so great points, the downsides, and this is going to be the case with anywhere. Mm. Um, Niseki, the Red Cross Hospital in Hiro, 
um, has always been a good option, even before the pandemic, for very natural birth. Currently, they are not allowing um, birth support the whole length of labor from the partner, the husband. Um, they are only allowing birth support for the last, hard to say exactly, one to two hours, essentially when, when the woman starts pushing. Um, and then the partner can come in from that point and stay until the baby's born and a couple of hours after. But for that hard work, you know what it's like in labor. The pushing part is, you know, that's that's the exciting bit. Everyone's got a bit more motivation. <laughs> the hard part of labor, going through, you know, the contractions, that mm. part the partner can't be there for, unfortunately, wow, as things okay. stand now. Mm. Um, visitation is also limited. They reinstated some visitation last year. If you're in a private room, um, you can prearrange some visitation, um, but not not full visitation as it used to be. Um, it is a wonderful hospital. It's a very large hospital, though. So, you know, for those that do have maybe a more complicated pregnancy, um, etc., it could be a good option. And what else was I going to say about that? Oh, yes. But for those that want an epidural, it yes. is not an option. Okay. Right. So the first facility that I mentioned, Dikurio, does have an epidural like Aiku 24-7, like Dr. Sakamoto would do any time of the day or night. You can ask for an epidural, not a problem. But in the Red Cross, you can't. Now, again, they did introduce an epidural option last year, but only prearranged and only if it's your second or more baby. So they're currently okay. not allowing the first babies. It's a very, very new thing for them. And maybe... Yeah. Like anything in Japan, after a few years, after they got used to doing things, they might change again and offer it to more people um, okay. more easily. Yeah. So that's another option. St. Luke's has also been um, another relatively popular option before the pandemic and during the pandemic as well. St. Mm -hmm. Luke's, like the Red Cross, is another very, very large facility. It does call itself an international hospital, which is interesting, I feel, when it comes to the birth aspect, because I would say that it's not international for the birth aspect. What mm. you can get during checkups and things like that, if you need it, is translation support from a translator that they have there, an interpreter that they have there. Obviously, that translation support is not available for birth. It's not a 24-7 on-call service at any time of the day or night. And also for an interpreter, birth is something that, that really is too personal. You know, they're not going to get yeah, an interpreter sure. when someone is pushing at that point. You know, it's a bit different, a bit beyond the yeah. kind of the the uh, the realm of, of of what a translator would do, really. But yeah. um, you can have translation support for checkups and stuff like that. And of course, some doctors do speak excellent English there. A couple of midwives can speak English there, but it's not an international environment at all. Um, otherwise, Um However, being a big hospital, it does have epidural, it does have um, NICU and anything else for any other complications that may arise. So again, if someone has a very complicated pregnancy, I would say that is definitely a very good option. In the yeah. pandemic, have been allowing the partner there for birth support and they have been allowing some degree of visitation as well. So it's been one of the better hospitals that way. The downside is that to actually book a spot there for delivery, unless you're in the first trimester, it's almost impossible. You really? do have to book very, very early on or they will not have space. Um, mm. 
so, so, so that's that's something to consider there. Yeah. Um, and those are just three facilities. And honestly, yeah. Sam, I could talk literally for about five hours straight without a break going through many, many, many more. Just so I do want to give a shout out to a couple more places, though, if I may. Please. Yeah. Um, just going back <laughs> quickly to St. Luke's um, epidural um, yeah. uh, protocol. Is that um, for first births as well? Or do they have a similar sort of protocol to Niseki? Ikuria Clinic or St. Luke's, sorry. St. Luke's, St. Luke's. Sorry. No, that's for anyone can have an epidural in St. Okay. Luke's. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. any time. At any time. Although yeah. over the years that has been slightly different. There was periods in St. Luke's where it wasn't allowed at any time. Currently, okay. my understanding is from from what I've been told is that it is at any time. Yeah. And from what I've experienced. So yeah, I don't foresee that changing. Yeah. Alana Jade is a friendly beauty salon located in Azerbaijan, Tokyo. Generously sized, enclosed treatment rooms provide a private and relaxing haven where guests come to escape the hustle and bustle of city life. The wide range of deluxe beauty treatments of facials, nails, waxing, massage and eyelashes will have you looking your best from head to toe. Receive 20% off your first treatment when mentioning Tokyo Living Podcast when booking. And those three facilities that I just mentioned, they're all within the, you know, the central Tokyo, the 23 wards. Yes. Obviously, not everyone lives in the 23 wards. And even people that have lived in the 23 wards have considered other facilities further out purely because they've offered something that they've been looking for when it comes to mm. childbirth. One of these more popular facilities is Suchia Clinic, which is in Fuchu. So one of the Western suburbs of Tokyo, approximately 20 minutes west of Shinjuku on the express train. Um, this is a very, very small facility. It's run by one doctor called Tsuchiya Sensei. And he does speak some English. He tries very, very hard. He's ever such a kind man. Um, could not speak more kindly of him or more highly of him, I should say that way. Mm. Um, and some of the midwives at that facility actually do speak some, some degree of pretty good English. And a lot of the information they have written out is in English because it's very close to ASIJ. Yes, yep. So over the years, they've actually had a number of ASIJ teachers who have given birth there. I've been there with those teachers for their deliveries. Yeah. Um, and also the, the rugby clubs, you know, Suntory, yeah. Toshiba, also in the Futu area. And course, again, yeah. over the years, they've had some of the rugby players, wives, partners have their babies there. So they are very, very familiar with international couples. Mm. Um, very, very accommodating. Um, they currently allow full birth support, so the partner can be there the entire length of labour. Children can be at the labour as well. They allow that, if that's your thing. You know, okay. for some people, they, they want their children in labour. I was yeah. one of those people way back when. I had my kids in my third labour. Okay. Um, they allow visitation, and they are somewhat flexible on that as well, that despite having a visitation for about one hour, you know, you can stay a bit longer. It's not an issue, usually. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, excellent for natural birth. Again, like the Red Cross, though, they don't do epidural. So you are committing to as natural an experience as possible that way. And of course, you know, as a doula, I know that anyone can do it, but you have to you have to want it yourself, obviously, um, okay. as well. But yeah, I've had some clients um, who have lived in Rapongi, Ebisu, etc., that have actually gone from there to this particular facility because it's just incredibly welcoming to international couples mm. incredibly flexible when it comes to 
birth-related um, hopes, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh gosh, there's a word on the tip of my tongue, preferences, that's the word. Yeah. Um, I was actually there just, um, what day is it today? Last weekend on Saturday, I was there at delivery. They can take certain types of risk as well, um, even though it's a very small facility. One of the births that I was at there on Saturday was for a breech birth. They are possibly willing to contemplate trying for a vaginal breech delivery, which is incredibly rare to find somewhere in Japan that would consider that. Yeah. Um, see how it goes. And so my client tried, she, that was her hope. She wanted to try for a vaginal breech delivery. In the end, it was a C-section, but the doctor made the mm. right call at the right mm. time. No panic because there was no need for panic or anything like that. You know, it was just like, okay, well, the baby's bottom is not fitting through the pelvis. You know, I think it's time to go for that C-section. But he was willing to consider it, and the C-section went smoothly. He not only allowed me to be there during the pandemic, it was still in the pandemic in Tokyo, you know, her partner to be there. Her mother, who's also visiting from Australia, um, was also allowed to be there. He made an exception. So incredibly accommodating. And Mm. sometimes with these smaller facilities not always but sometimes you may find that they can be a little bit more willing to contemplate um things like that perhaps more so than a big facility where it's a blanket rule for everyone interesting yeah, yeah that's great to know so, so yeah. that's been yeah no that's that that's a really wonderful little facility out in the west there and midwife birthing houses which i think i might have talked very briefly about perhaps in the previous episode yeah. but midwife birthing houses as well for those that want a very very natural experience those can be some excellent options for people you know of course no epidural and there is no on-call doctor so again you've got to be very low risk to start with but Matsugolka birth clinic um, in the Nakano area wonderful Mejiro birth clinic um, wonderful birth and ladies clinic Sola in between Tokyo and Yokohama in the Kita Yamata area, wonderful. Birth and Ladies Clinic Sola actually allows for water birth. Again, incredibly rare in Japan to have a water birth facility. And most of the people that go there, at least in my experience from the clients that I've supported there, 90% of them have had a water birth, which, mm. is, which is wonderful. Yeah, great to see a water birth. Um, going back to Ikurio and the Red Cross, they also have water birth options, but the rates of actually getting a water birth are actually significantly lower. Being hospitals, there are a little bit more kind of procedures they have to follow, things that they have to check, etc. versus a midwife place like Birth and Ladies Clinic Sola that can be a little bit more flexible on those kind of things. So, yeah, I mean... I've got I've got so many stories about births in all of these places, so many stories about births in literally over 30 more other facilities than what I have just mentioned now. So, yeah, I, if, if anyone is just wondering what options are there, what could suit me, given the fact that, you know, Dr. Sakamoto is no longer going to be an option. Um, I'm very happy to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Terrific. Do you suffer lower back pain while sitting in the office or during long haul travel? The lumber jacket may be just the solution you're looking for. This revolutionary product features a built-in inflatable and height adjustable lower back support concealed within a fashionable and comfortable garment. Perfect for work and travel. 
Visit lumberjacket.com for more details or simply search Lumberjacket on Amazon. Um, I guess if people were maybe preparing to um, raise that question with you or, or bring up the conversation and set up a consultation, um, what are, I guess, the main things that they would need to consider, sort of, um, yeah, the main, I guess, priorities for how they want their, their labour and their whole um, childbirth experience to be? Yeah, that's very true. You know, kind of thinking what, what things are that they kind of consider important you know is it partner support is it the visitation afterwards is it epidural is it location um just kind of having a sense of what the top is and what could potentially be negotiated on because it will be quite hard to find everything that fits perfectly so Mm. thinking about that as far as possible of course for some people they may not know much you know sometimes you don't know what you don't know and part of the consult is to go through some of these questions like have you thought about this what what are your feelings about such and such could you could you compromise on this this being an option etc um and yeah because i know when i was pregnant with my first didn't have a clue you know i didn't even think about any of these things i basically went in really blind thinking well i don't really want an epidural and I don't really want to travel far so that local clinic yeah that will do that was that was how I chose my first birth facility I definitely think I should have put a lot more thought into it than I did yeah yeah um it was it was a very normal birth don't get me wrong but yeah knowing what I know now I should have put put a lot more thought into it yeah yeah no that's that's great um (laughs) just one more question um if people and now thinking that maybe uh, I know this this has happened in the past that uh, the people have actually wanted to return home to their their home country mm-hmm. to give birth, um, but wanted to uh, maybe you know stay in Japan for the first two trimesters and um, and get their checkups here and then try to coordinate that with um, a management plan back home. Are there any particular um, doctors or facilities that you've found uh, do that, can can sort of coordinate that process uh, well? Or what what would you recommend for people who are thinking more in that phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, actually, any facility would be able to coordinate that. Um, Even in Japan with Japanese women, you know, some people don't always stay in Tokyo, for example, for giving birth back to their hometown so facilities have always been somewhat familiar with that process and would be able to prepare referral notes letters etc to take with them with relevant um, information and this would be something that people could continue seeing Dr Sakamoto for as well yeah right you know, because whilst he won't be doing births, he will continue to do obstetric consultations. So for those that are considering or def- have definitely decided that they want to go back home to their own country to have a baby, they could continue seeing him up until the point they're ready to leave. He would prepare all the necessary documentation to bring. Very, very simple process that way. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's that's great to know. Um, so, uh, Stephanie, thank you for coming on and, uh, thank you in particular, uh, uh, um, listeners and viewers should know that, uh, you're actually in the UK where you've just arrived back home 
and it is almost two in the morning. Um, so we really appreciate you. And it was a, a last minute um, a sort of urgent trip back home, but we really appreciate you keeping the call and uh, and coming on. And um, as everyone can tell, you you have a wealth of knowledge in this space. Um, so it's great you've, you've given the um, the viewers and listeners uh, a bit of information there. But obviously, if people are um, starting down that process and they they want to um, you know have their bases covered, um, try and find out what is the best birthing option for them. I would strongly uh, encourage people to get in contact with uh, Stephanie. So um, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to speaking again soon. Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah, we barely scratched the surface today, but I really appreciate that, you know, you're you're wanting to kind of help people, you know, pregnant, pregnant women and their partners um, with this, knowing that everything is changing very suddenly in Tokyo. So no, thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just uh, personally, we've, we've been through it, uh, you know, three times in the last uh, eight years. And it is it's a massive process anywhere in, the, anywhere in the world, but especially, you know, when you're in a foreign country and especially you haven't got the support of uh, uh, of family members and things, it's um, it's really good to know that there's people like you out in the community, um, you know, helping families through this. So, yeah, thank you for coming on today, but uh, also thank you for all the, the great work that you do for the community. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Tokyo Living Podcast. If you enjoy the content, we'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you'd like to enjoy your podcast. We look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Have a healthy and active week.